Greetings, beautiful people. Peace and abundant blessings to you and your families. I pray that you are well. I'm Cherie Hardy, and welcome to Bad Thought Therapy. We're going to give you some therapy today because we're about to do a new episode for my marriage therapy segment. And let me tell you, this is going to be very special because I have a special guest. And this person is no stranger to Bad Thought Therapy. She has been a guest. She is one of my beloved fans. I have known her all of her life, all of her life. And she is married and she is going to share some nuggets with us today. None other than Mrs. Tiffany Brock. Welcome, Tiffany, to the show. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. Yay. I'm so glad you're here because of your feedback. I uh, Yes, because of your feedback, I was able to do a couple of episodes and you sent me a wonderful list of seven things you think people need to know before they get married. And I thought it was a good list. And so out of the seven things, well, first of all, would you just share the seven things with the audience? Thank you. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'll start with number one. Uh, who are you? Mm. Know thyself. Um, number two, uh, whatever qualities you possess, do you of your partner? Mm. Do you have those same qualities? Mm. Do you possess those same qualities mm-hmm. that you're looking for as spouse? Three, are you happy with the life you have created for yourself? Wow. Four, are you able to self-reflect and give of yourself selflessly? Mm. Number five, what's love got to do with it? Uh oh. Uh oh. Why do you want to be married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number six, do you want to be a partner or a parent? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and then number seven, believe the red flags. Your yeah. partner will mm. show you and tell you who uh, he or she Wow. Tiffany, those are fantastic. Some stand out more than others, but I just want to ask you, now you have been married. Um, this is your second marriage. And um, what, I just want to start off because this is marriage therapy. What are the benefits of marriage? Because you said one of your questions was, what's love got to do with it? Why do you want to get married? So what is the purpose of marriage in your opinion and why get married? Thank you. Okay, that's a good question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that from time. Oh, 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 oh. It does tie into why you want to be married. But I think marriage is spiritual. Okay. It's a reflection of God. Um, um, I think that's what he wanted for the most part. Um, um, and I just think it's, it's, it's a special union mm-hmm. uh, between two people. Um, we're supposed to love and care about each other. And I, I think it reflects, you know, God and his purpose for us. Mm-hmm. And I do too. I think, you know, it, you're supposed to be committed, man and a woman, you know, when they come together. I, you mentioned everything you said. I think love should be in the center of it all because he is love. God is love. And his love comes through us, from him, but through, through us. And I agree, and it's about when you marry, you're ma- you're committing to each other. You know, you're saying, we're going to be together 
we're going to grow together. We're going to live together. We're going to share together. So that, so the reason to get married is to what would you say, maintain that commitment. And it's a way of expressing God's love by being committed to another human being. Okay, great. I I do. And and, and let me say this courageous when I wrote the question, what's love got to do with that other about Tina Turner? Uh huh. Why do you want to be married? So it's like you said, this is my second marriage. My first marriage, I was 23 mm-hmm. years old. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I was 23. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, love has everything to do with it, right? Right. Because you're young, you, you know, you feel like you love this person, you want to grow old with this person, you know, you have this ideal in mind about, you know, being married. Mm-hmm. But my second time around, 46 years old, Wow. It, love was different for mm, me. Okay. So for me, it, it's not about love necessarily. Mm-hmm. That has to be a component of it. But at 46, you do kind of have to pose that question. Why do you want to be married? Okay. And so I think for myself, outside of just the spiritual aspect of it, it, do offer, it, it does offer um, a certain amount of security and stability. Okay. For for me at this age, but I'm not naive in thinking anymore that um, love is going to be the end all and be all. Wow. You know, not at 46. <laughs> you know, so I'm not blinded mm. by anything. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I wasn't blind when I got there. I'm like, well, I saw everything. Okay. And that's kind of how I came up with the list. listening on is I want you all to know that we are sisters. We're blood sisters. Okay. And I need you all to know that. And when, you know, I'm going to mention this, Tiffany, because you talk about what love has to do with it. When Aletha got married, our youngest sister got married. Um, I remember Aletha, you know, she was saying she was going to marriage workshops and stuff. And she mentioned something that which she, most of the workshops she came out of, she concluded that marriage was about companionship. And, you know, it's about companionship, really, at every every age. But I think you're making a point that when you get older, you do focus more on the companionship part. And you may not be as less focused on the romance part of it, you know. But it's supposed to be about companionship because at the end of the day, you know, our lives are like different seasons. You know, sometimes it's warm, sometimes it's cold. And I do believe that God created something where when we're we're sharing our lives in a marriage, life is sweeter when you when you have good company. You know, I always say that yes, it's about companionship, but what kind of companionship do we have? So that's why that list is so important. Now there was something, so we addressed the what's love got to do with it. Um, and I, I'm on this new thing, and, and you guys, if I haven't released these episodes, they're coming. I've done a whole episode called Create. Yeah, I've already released that one. And I believe we can create love. So I believe, you know, you can get with someone and it's not all romantic and fuzzy, you know, this, this, all these emotions, which are fleeting, 
but you can yeah. create love if you and that person are both mature and yeah. you're both righteous and you're both connected to the most high God I believe you can create that love and you can create the respect and you can create this beautiful situation this beautiful union but it does take a lot of work now Tiffany yeah. one of your questions <laughs> that I absolutely love was do you want to be a parent or do you want to be a partner Tell me why that was on the list and that tickled me. You know, I love alliteration, and then that's a great point anyway. But tell me about that question. You know what? I, I have friends who I'm married. Most of them have not been divorced, and, and they married young. Mm-hmm. But um, this one particular friend I'm thinking about, um, her expectations that her husband pays all of the bills. Mm. Now, she works professionally, so does he. You know, two incomes, mm-hmm. and so and he and I, I think he adores that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she gets frustrated with, oh, we had to move into a house. Yeah, and they've been married over seventeen years. Wow, that's amazing. So she, yeah, yeah. So she doesn't feel like they're prospering in the way that they should. I think when she met him, he 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 did have a condo. Mm-hmm. Right, so he wasn't renting, paying mortgage, but they've been in that same, you know, his place since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, you know, you, you, you put all that responsibility on him, mm. but you should be trying to work as a team. I and just kind of from listening to her, mm. he's kind of hinting at that. You know, like she lets him handle, you know, all the finances. Okay, cool, good, let him do that. But you all should be working in partnership. You know, he's not your father. This is 2023. You know, so the the expectation, I'm coming, you know, know, he's supposed to take care. You know, I just get to keep my check. You know, I guess spending, getting dead, buying clothes and all this. She travels. I mean, she's someone that stays on the go. Mm And he's more of a homebody type person. But, you know, but anyway, long story short. But it just made me think about that, you know, are, 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 we, are we in it as, as a, are we entering or something to consider you know before you get married are you entering it as a partnership mm. or do you need a parent that or was, ooh, that do you powerful. want mm. to have to parent so Queen you had mentioned something your last podcast about uh, correction something about correction I can't remember all of it mm-hmm. but you know I was thinking oh and you mentioned also in your um on your marriage podcast as well um about you know not repeating you know yourself and your request and your wants mm-hmm. and I and, and, and that's kind of how I came up with that question because mm-hmm. I was thinking I think you gave an example okay I tell you I need you to pay this $80 bill I'm not mm-hmm. telling the wrong man mm-hmm. I need him to pay anything you better be paying mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying and then I think most adults don't want to feel like they're being corrected. I agree. But but more so, you know, being asked. Uh, mm-hmm. or I, you know, I mm-hmm. need this from you. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, you know, in how you communicate, you know, your communication, mm-hmm. you shouldn't come across as if you're trying to be that person's parent. But I'm I'm the spouse, I'm the partner. So it, to me it is something to 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 consider mm-hmm. when you're talking and, and I and I will say again you know, once again, age is a factor. Mm-hmm. Because I think, as you mentioned, people have different agendas. Yeah. You know, not, yeah. Not, not everyone is married out of love. 
Oh, that is. Or, or, or just sold now. Well, you know, I talked about the cover <laughs> men. The cover men, I guess it's cover women too, but cover men, that's yeah. a thing. For middle yeah. age, especially, where men want yeah. to, you know, they're really just covering or they, they, they marry because they're afraid of getting old and being lonely then, but then they squander their youth. Now, you hit on some really good things, Tiffany. That analogy, well, that real life situation about you know, someone wanting their spouse to pay all the bills. I think that's, you know, that's what a parent would do when you're a child. And I do agree it should be a partnership. And I've talked about this, how that's done is going to be based on how individual couples, you know, their individual situations. So, you know, I do believe that, you know, I talked about this a lot. If if a person cannot handle money, I don't think they should be married. I think every, both parties need to be good handlers of money and be mature and responsible because with marriage there comes a lot of responsibility and in fact sometimes it's a matter of life and death so i definitely agree with you there and that's a now that's an example tiffany that i hadn't even thought of i mean that's not as popular where you have one person paying all the bills and that is like a parental response but then you also have what you talked about earlier is and I should have used it. I might have used the wrong verb in some of those uh, podcasts. When you ask a person to do something and they don't do it, not necessarily telling them, but you ask them, "Hey, will you take out the trash on Wednesdays?" And they don't take it out. Then you only have those two options: either you're going to, you know, talk, you know, fuzz and fight and carry on and create this bitterness not only in your atmosphere and your environment, but you're going to create it within yourself. Are you just going to do it? And then you have to make a decision. Do you want to be with someone who is not going to be able to do basic things? And this is not about, you know, I guess a spouse dictating, but it's about what you said, partnership, shared responsibilities. Yeah, We all have them, you know, for the rest of our life. But that was a good one. And I agree. I think it, and then especially if you put all the responsibility on one person and then you can't complain about things not working out if you're not helping out. Because it's the only way you can prosper is this synergy, you know, that I got to get this poem by Marie Evans. I'm going to see if I can find it and read it because it's a beautiful poem about when you bring your whole self and one person brings their whole self and another person brings their whole self. It's called Celebration. I'm going to see if I can pull it up now. But that was powerful, Tiffany. That's great. Another thing is, is when you marry, talk about partnership or parent. And some men still have this expectation that they want their wife to cook and clean and do all those things that really what a mother did or what a mother should do when the the child, the man, the boy was a man, was a boy. Um, And so really that kind of um, messes things up, too, when you have that situation. But Tiffany, you gave a really good point. So I love that. I, I just don't think if you want a parent. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that yeah, I mean yeah. that you should marry. Yeah. 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 Just be responsible, take initiative. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. something needs to be done, do it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And and I think the issue is, and this is why I did, you know, I'm gonna keep this segment going. But I think the reason why um, I talked about what you need to do before you get married, because I think these are things, this is a conversation you should have. Like if you're listening to us guys, before you get married, you need to sort of have a plan. I talked about how when you go into business, you have a business plan. When you're a teacher, you have a lesson plan. 
when you're a surgeon, they have a plan on how they're going to perform that surgery. I think when you get married, you need to decide, okay, what are our shared responsibilities? You know, who's going to do what? How is it going to be paid? And I don't think you get married and then try to sort it out. I think this is something you do before you get married. And I think that's a missing link where people just be getting married. And then it's like, okay, oh, well, let's just try to figure it out. So that's the issue that I have. And that's why I emphasize you got to have a plan. And Tiffany, I agree with that. Now, you, you're you the one that kind of uh, had me talk a little bit more about who are you. Um, and I, 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 you know, I dealt with that a little bit. Maybe I didn't dive deep enough and go scuba diving with that. But why is that so important, knowing who you are? Okay, okay, good. Who are you and know thyself? Mm-hmm. I think it's very important to understand that your childhood experiences and your parents have shaped who you are. That's a fact. Mm, mm. How we learn how to deal with situations, coping mm-hmm. uh, skills, defense mechanisms, all of that comes from our childhood experience. Mm-hmm. Some of us have experienced childhood trauma, we have not dealt with it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so, what, you know, what I'm suggesting is when you live with your parents, your parents have raised you for these 18 years of your life, there's no way you're going to leave that house without getting a little dirty. And, and what I'm suggesting is you have some of those, your, your parents' flaws. You you got picked up on some of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But as, as, as we grow up and mature, I think if we are cognizant of that, then we can continue to help and develop ourselves, which would kind of lead into number, uh, which was that uh, four, our year to self-reflect, and we'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. So I, I was, I, I said that in the context of, of understanding your childhood experiences mm-hmm. and your parents have helped to shape and mold the person that you are today. And you picked up some of the good from them and some of the bad. Now, this is interesting because mm. when you hear the list again, I told you I shared the list with him. Mm-hmm. But he, that number one really kind of resonated with him. He posed the question. He said, So, do you mean if someone came from a troubled home environment that, you know, they're probably not there as material? And I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. But I think understanding our childhood experiences. So you know the good and the bad mm-hmm. um, kind of helps us to kind of to see who we are, um, certain behaviors you know we have. Mm-hmm. And so, for um, example, and you've heard this, usually if you're a child who was abused, you will probably grow up to be an abusive parent. Mm-hmm. Possibly that's not always the case when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Or you might attract an abusive mm-hmm. spouse. Mm-hmm. And you wonder like, well, how does that happen? That studies that are out there that say it can. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. what I'm suggesting is, yeah, who, who you are is where you come from. Mm-hmm. Know thyself. So kind of understand that too. If, 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 if you're kind of person who, you know, um, you, you, you can't uh, you know, take, for example, your spouse who said she made you mad and you end up holding a grudge for a month or two months. Yeah. How, how, did, how does that happen? You probably have been doing it all your life, mm-hmm. and it probably started in the early age in your home environment. It's something that you picked up, mm-hmm. but it is something I think that you can change. 
So behavior can change. But I think you need to be cognizant of that. So I mean it in that context. Well, that was beautiful. Um, I totally agree. Um, now, I, I, I talked a little bit about this because, you know, we are the sum total of our experiences and what we know. And so, but at the same time, we start, it starts at childhood. That's sort of our genesis. But then as we get older and we have more experiences, then those experiences are added on to whatever we had from the foundation. And you're right, I tried to emphasize that. That's why I emphasize on my list, number one, was spirituality and character because that's the part where I think before you get married, you need to do the work. I do agree, Tiffany, wholeheartedly with that point about self-reflection and about being able to humble yourself and listen. And, and in a way, now even though we say we don't want to be somebody's parent, we can be somebody's friend in a marriage. And I just had a friend minister to me. I was, you know, sharing some things with her. And she said, you know, I want to just kind of say something. And she kind of, you know, as a friend advised me not to do what I had been contemplating doing. And she broke down why. And it was very powerful, very emotional. Um, And I told her I was going to, you know, that night I did do some, you know, more prayer and, and delving into that deeper. But if I had not been willing to listen to her, you know, as a friend, and she's telling me this, and I just got so fixated on, I'm going to do what I want to do because I think I should do blah, blah, blah. And I think that's the part that's missing. And you're right. We can get better because we can create better. You know, that's my whole new thing now. We can create goodness. We can create joy and peace, but it does take a certain amount of humility. And if if we don't want to say the person is a parent, we ought to at least be able to have a friend that somebody somebody has to be able to hold the mirror up to us with love. Because that's why the person was that's why the person made it all the way from childhood to adulthood and never evolved. Because no one either dared to do it or they didn't allow it to happen. But that's why I was saying in my list, number one, number one, number one, if a person is not connected, see, I believe. If you're not connected to God, you can't do that for self-reflection. You can't do the shadow work. You can't humble yourself. That's why I believe that if you're going to get married, you have to have a person who's deeply connected to God because God holds up mirrors. He, every single day we meet people like us and they really are mirrors and it's the good and the bad and in between. But I just think that that I agree with you to- totally. If you if you have a person and they don't self reflect, and we are all of us carry something with us. Some of it's in childhood. Some of it we've had adult experiences. But we can be like a bleeding fish. My whole point is before you get married, the effort to heal needs to be made. I'm just going to say that to the listening audience because you get with you know we're like the earth, and everything we do and say are like seeds. And you get married and then you already got your seeds that you've planted. And then now you're with another person. So they're planting seeds in your life. And if those seeds are not good, you know, if you plant a tomato seed, the only thing you're going to get from it is tomatoes. So if they're planting extra stuff that you are already trying to deal with and pull out the weeds, it's just only going to make matters worse. And so I, Tiffany, now, you know, I totally agree with that and I need to emphasize that, but that's why... I think if you, I don't see what I don't believe is that you can do that work unless you're connected to God. That's where the spiritual part comes in. Like, I don't think 
if a person, and I know people firsthand, if a person is not connected to God, and I'm not talking about religion, but they don't have a spiritual life where they're like yeah. really talking to God and praying and listening and have a, an awareness that God is real and that they can't take their next breath without God. And to the end, most of them, they get it. So unfortunately, so many people get at the end, but if they don't get it, then they'll never sit down and reflect. And then therefore, they're not a good, to me, that's just my opinion personally, they're not a good candidate for marriage. Because what's going to happen is, because issues are going to come, and it's not a bad person, you know, about bad people or doing bad things. It's just because we're all different. And wherever there's difference, there's going to be clashes. They don't have to necessarily be bad or, you know, to the point where it creates a, a, you know, dangerous situation and dysfunction. But they're there. And that's the beauty of to me, if you marry for the right reasons and the companionship, because that's friendship, another synonym for companionship is friendship. That means you can grow, you know, and I, I just don't, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't see that happening because I, again, I think what's missing in a lot of people's lives is that spiritual part. And so when you talked about communication, you, you're right. It's about how we say things, you know, are you saying it in love? Is the timing right? This is an area that I struggle with. Like, am I saying it at the right time? Should I just, you know, wait and let it go and pray about it first and, you know, ask God to tell you, know, so it's, it always goes back to number one. But now what was the, you had something else on there. Um, and we dealt with what's love got to do with it. We dealt with the self-reflection, knowing who you are. That's another one. And knowing now, Tiffany, what about the non-negotiables? Like knowing who you are, but when you get with another person, they have some things that they just have that they want in a relationship. How do you manage those differences in values? That's why my list was about you got to be on the same page with certain values like religion, like money and things like that. But how do you deal with difference? How do you sort that out? And you know, Craig, to me, that kind of ties into a segue to the lead the red flag. Okay. Uh-oh. Come on. Because those differences are going to show before you even get married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the question becomes, once you're married, or I should say the situation becomes, once you're married, you really shouldn't have differences that you're not able to work through. Uh-huh, but I take, think. for example, red flag for someone might be, um, he's a big spender. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to save my money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You get married, it becomes an issue. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm just thinking in my opinion, mm-hmm. if you're paying, to, paying, paying attention to those red flags mm-hmm. early on, mm-hmm. you won't make a mistake of being, you know, being with the wrong heart. That, so, that's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. And, and everyone, and I'm going to you, Attach you with a picture of, I mean, not a picture of a text and this guy sent to me and he always has a picture of himself in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I won't say it's Mm-hmm. But he's <laughs> someone I had a couple of dates with. I like him. Mm-hmm. Definitely attracted to him. Mm-hmm. He's a great team. He was so transparent. Like, he knew himself. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. To tell me, you know what? We're nice person. Yes, well, I'm not a convention. I'm a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When he went as far as to say, I like the luxurious women, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't even know if I was his type. I was his type. 
it's, it's, <laughs> it's a nice size little shape. You want to be about six five. Uh huh. You know, it's a tall guy too. And um, and so I was like, wow, he's laying it on the table. Mm-hmm. He's just telling me, this is who I am. Uh huh. And uh-huh. so you know, I was like, okay, well that's that's yeah. You're telling me you're not the commit type. You know, I'm not gonna take you too serious at that. So I just appreciated his transparency. That's a flag. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's definitely. And Tiffany, the light, the time is about to run out. So we're going to stop. We're going to do another episode. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do another episode. So stay tuned. But I'm going to read this little poem real quick. This is Marie Evans' celebration. I will bring you a whole person and you will bring me a whole person. And we will have us twice as much of love and everything. I be bringing a whole heart. And while it do have nicks and dents and scars that only make me lay it down more careful like. And you be bringing a whole heart, a little chipped and rusty and sometimes skip a beat, but still, and all you bring in polish to, and look like you intend to make it shine. And we be bringing each of us the music of ourselves to wrap in the other, to wrap the other in, forgiving clarity, soft as the choir, last lingering note, our personal blend. I will bring you someone whole, and you will bring me someone whole, and we will be twice as strong and be twice as sure, and we will have us twice as much of love and everything. We gotta go ladies and gentlemen that's marie evans celebration you bring whole he brings whole we have twice as much we're gonna do another episode peace out take care